Hey, it's John Cast Podcast brought to you by me and Julio in Madison. Check out their $4 margaritas every Tuesday and Thursday. They got trivia on Tuesday nights plus wine Wednesdays. Oh my gosh, me and Julio. I'm planning a listener bash at me and Julio. That's going to happen and it's going to happen quickly when it does. I'll have a special guest. We'll raise some money, live podcast. So please. Uh, you know, keep your eyes peeled to my social media and to this podcast for all the details, because when it happens, it's going to happen fast. And I'd love for you to just come out, have a margarita, shake some hands, kiss some babies. I don't know. You get it. And uh, go interact with my special guest uh, when we announce that at me and Julio. Also brought to you by Ian's Pizza in Madison with three locations in Madison. And Ian's Pizza is fantastic. I saw they were doing something with Wisconsin Brewing Company where they got like a pop-up store. Ian's Pizza, if you ever checked out Wisconsin Brewing Company. Um, and then also, what else we got? Hmm. What else is this podcast brought to you by? Oh, I know. Scani. I partner with Scani at johncastpodcast.com. You can go pick up a Wisconsin sports-themed t-shirt. All right, enough of me. Let's get to today's JohnCast podcast. What happens when a radio broadcaster gets let go from his sports talk job? Well, he tries to figure out what he wants to do next for a career. And in the meantime, joins the 4 million other podcasts on the internet and the John Cast is born. Join me each week as I talk to guests I find interesting or entertaining from the world of sports, play-by-play broadcasting, or whatever else sounds fascinating to me at the moment. The John Cast is what I'm doing until I figure out what I'm doing. Subscribe, download, and I hope you learn something along the way. And welcome in. This is the John Cast Podcast. This is episode number 51 of the John Cast Podcast. Very excited about today's episode. And today's guest is a former Badgers hockey player. She won a gold medal for Team Canada this past Winter Olympics and was actually back in town in Madison this past weekend as she served as the Grand Marshal for the Crazy Legs Classic. I'd like to welcome to the John Cast Podcast, Sarah Nurse. Sarah, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Hello. I'm I'm uh, I'm doing well. Thank you for for jumping on the podcast. So, how was your day as the Grand Marshal? How'd that go? Oh, it was so cool. Um, you know, the university, everybody involved uh, with Crazy Legs did such a great job of putting it on, and so everything was super easy for me. I got to count down, see everybody there. There are thousands and thousands of people there, and so uh, it was actually nice. The weather turned out pretty cool at the end. It was nice and sunny, and so it was a really, really good time. A super amazing event. Have you ever ran as part of the Crazy Legs Classic? Have you ever participated in it? I have never participated in it. No, it was usually like in our off season. So like we would have just finished up our season. And so I'm not training after <laughs> season finishes, but I'm actually going to come back next year and hopefully run it. Me and my friend, uh, Michaela Johnson, actually her and her husband just did it yesterday. And so we're like, oh, maybe we should make this like a tradition that we come back and run it. So hopefully I'll be here next year. I've ran it one time. Now I'm not uh, an athlete. I'm not in, you know, athlete shape like, like you um, I ran it once. I trained a little bit for it and it was the longest distance I've ever ran <laughs> ever. And, uh, but it was fun. It was fun because afterwards is where it's really fun. Obviously, you know, during it, it's, it's a blast. And then afterwards, when you, you, you get to congregate with everybody, how was that this year? The, the after party, I guess is whatever you would call it. 
It was awesome. They had tents with like food and different um, things from the sponsors. And then of course, like the live music was absolutely awesome. Uh, they had a DJ. And so it was just a really cool atmosphere. And I was actually saying like, I'd never run a race before. So I was like, imagine how cool it would be to just cross that finish line knowing that you ran that race. So I think everybody was just super happy. Um, good to be back together in, in person to have that event. And so again, there were thousands of people from all over the Midwest. So it was so, so cool. Yeah. Will you ever consider running a triathlon or competing in a triathlon? Like your former coach, Mark Johnson, he's done a few of those. Yeah. It's like coach just wakes up one day and he's like, ah, I feel like doing an Ironman today. So uh, he's, he's pretty cool, but I don't think that I have it in me. I think what gets me is the swimming part of it, swimming in a lake. I don't like water. So I don't think that I would do very well with triathlon. You like frozen water. Like this is getting yes. clear. Like as long as the yeah, water frozen is... water that I can skate on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you were you have been skating on that frozen water for a long time. You actually helped Team Canada win gold this past Winter Olympics. What was it like at the Winter Olympics and being able to uh, to win a gold medal? Yeah, it was so special. Um, obviously, it's been a dream of mine to go to the Olympics for a very long time, and so uh, the fact that we were able to come home with a silver medal, bring it back home to Canada. Um, it was really special. And I think there's been so much like upheaval and kind of negativity in the world in the last few years. And so um, to be able to bring a little bit of joy to people's lives, uh, telling us how much they support us and, and follow us. And I thought it was just such a special thing to be able to do. Yeah. Former Badgers on both sides in, in all those hockey matches or games, rather. Is there ever trash talk with, with your former teammates or former players from the university? Yeah, I don't know if it's like direct trash talk. I think that we are definitely competitors. So when they put on that Team USA jersey, they put on the Team Canada jersey. Um, like there is that competition. But I obviously have a great amount of respect for all the former Badgers on the other side because they must have pretty good taste, right? At least <laughs> we're all Badgers <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day. Right. So um, we're just all competitors and we want to represent our countries with um, the most pride and be able to bring home gold medals for them. Speaking of uh, representing with pride and, and everything like that, so how has the Olympic experience gotten you as far as like endorsement opportunities? Because I did see this on your Twitter. If you're watching on Spotify, you can you can watch mom and dad just out for the groceries, a picture of all the Cheerios boxes and you're on the, yeah. you're on the, I mean, number one, what are the endorsement opportunities been like? And then what about that being on the Cheerios box? That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, in the recent years, just seeing the investment in women's sports and people looking at women's sports as an investment rather than just like a charity. And people understand that if you invest in women's sports, there's a good return. Uh, it turns out very well. And so the investment market, um, sorry, the endorsement market has been really good. And of course, going into the Olympics, it's very heightened. And so I've been very fortunate to have some incredible partnerships. And obviously being on a Cheerios box is like amazing. My grandparents loved it. My parents loved it. Um, I hadn't actually been able to see the Cheerios box because we were in quarantine for so long leading up to the Olympics. I hadn't been to a grocery store in like three months. So my parents would just send me pictures every time they'd go in. And so, yeah, I was, I was pretty fortunate to have some awesome partners. That is so awesome. And then I also found this. Now, this was pre-Olympics. Um, and once again, if you're watching on Spotify or on YouTube, uh, you can check this out. This was pre-Olympics. This is Sarah with your Barbie doll. Now, this was a Tim yes. Hortons exclusive Bobby, uh, Barbie doll, which, by the way, I didn't know Tim Hortons was making exclusive Barbie dolls, <laughs> um, which is awesome. But um, the proceeds helped support girls hockey. So what did you think of getting your own Barbie doll? What do you think? How do you think it looked? 
I thought it looked fantastic. Um, they, the process to create the one of a kind Barbie dolls that looked like you was really cool. They took pictures. Um, they basically had like your face scanned. And so they wanted to get everything right. They wanted to get it to look like me. And so that process was a lot of fun. They asked me how I like to do my hair um, and all that fun stuff. So it was a very cool process for me. And I loved Barbies growing up. So the fact that there is a hockey playing Barbie and athletic Barbie doll um, out there for young girls to see is really, really awesome for representation and visibility and so it was such an amazing campaign that Tim Hortons and Mattel were able to do and obviously two very quintessential uh, Canadian things Tim Hortons and hockey and then for the little girls out there who love Barbies um, it was pretty special and so that was one of my favorite partnerships that I've been able to date. Yeah, I think that's cool. You talk about representation for girls. And, you know, I've seen other Barbie dolls like at stores. I think I've seen an Alex Morgan one. You've got your Tim Horton one. Why is that important? Because you said even as a, as a little kid, you liked playing with Barbies, too. So why is it important to, to have that representation? Yeah, I think it's important for women to see themselves represented in all areas so that they don't put limitations on themselves. And there are statistics that say, like, as young as, like, five or six years old, girls start putting limitations on themselves because they don't see themselves in, in different areas, in different um, fields of work, fields of play. And so the fact that they're different, you know, you can get like a, a doctor Barbie doll or a hockey playing Barbie doll or a soccer playing Barbie doll. It's just girls seeing themselves in different areas and seeing like, oh, I can do that. There's a place for me. I'm able to do that. And so representation is so important. And just little things like, you know, a, a Barbie doll is important. Seeing somebody on um, a poster in a store that, that looks like you that's doing something um, like athletics, doing playing hockey or something like that is really important for young girls and boys as well. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, so with with all these endorsement opportunities, you're getting your own Barbie doll and, and things like that. It makes me think of the name image likeness that uh, all student athletes get to deal with now. And I say get to deal with, I, I don't mean like they're dealing with some sort of burden. I think this is a fantastic opportunity for student athletes to be able to get their name out, be able to earn a little extra money on the side. What are your thoughts on NIL? And would you have liked to have that when you were playing college hockey? Yeah, you know, I think there are a lot of different aspects um, of NIL that there's some that I like, there's some that I don't necessarily love, but I, I've been able to have some conversations over the last two days with, um, you know, Coach Johnson, uh, the athletic director also here at Wisconsin as well, and just talking and spitballing different ideas off of each other. And I am very interested to see how it all turns out and how it all goes. But um, I definitely think that, you know, I remember being here in college and I remember Frank Kaminsky being on the basketball team and everybody would walk around with 44 jerseys on and they wouldn't have his name on the back. They wouldn't be selling his Frank Kaminsky jerseys, but they were his jerseys. And so I think in, in, in aspects like that, like I think student athletes should have some sort of compensation for that. But um, I hope that it doesn't get out of hand. I, I hope that it is beneficial for the athletes and the universities and it doesn't, you know, mess with college athletics because college athletics is such a sacred thing. Um, it's something that is so unique. You get four years to do it and, you know, it's obviously not pro sports. And so mm -hmm. I hope that it all turns out well and that, you know, people's name and image and likeness is protected and, and also used uh, however they would like it to be used. You said if it doesn't get out of hand. So that's interesting. I've, I've, you know, I've thought about how this could benefit and how this could be a bad thing for college sports. So like, obviously, you know, in a benefit way, um, you know, any athlete can, can, it's not just like a company. You don't have to just go get a company. You can start your own hockey camp. You can start your own basketball camp and, and make money uh, on the side that way when you weren't 
able to do the drawbacks? What What is it about NIL that could be negative? Because what I see from that is, you know, the rich get richer, basically. You know, the, the biggest schools that already kind of have that money funneling in, they'll just funnel even more money and, and kind of separate themselves even more. But what do you see as per, perhaps some potential drawbacks to that? Yeah, I think just... Um you know, and maybe in a recruiting process, if, mm. you know, you, there's one particular school that's going to offer, you know, some contract, you know, if you want to come to the school, but we're also going to offer um, you through a different company or, or through a different organization, X amount of dollars, you know, um, yeah. come to our school. And so I, I think it could hurt a little bit on the recruiting process. Um, you know, you always kind of worry about Title Line. It's the 50th anniversary of Title Line this year. And so you do always worry about, you know, the men's sports continuing to be up on this platform and women's sports being left behind. And so I definitely think that there are a lot of positives to this new NIL and, and all the rules around it. But I definitely think that there should be some cognizance and some consciousness around some of the potential drawbacks as well. Uh, you know, I was looking at a little bit of your background, Sarah, and your uncle is Donovan McNabb. You know, you've talked about this before. Your cousins are Darnell Nurse uh, in the NHL and is a Kia Nurse in the WNBA. So when you were growing up, how much did your family influence um, kind of your sporting career and your sporting life? I would say that sports were just something that we all did growing up. It was something that we all shared in common. We all liked to do. Um, it kept us really busy. And it was something that I looked up to my dad and my uncles and my aunts who did sports. And so it's something that was really ingrained in our family. Um, but really, like, none of us played the same sports at the same level at the same time. So it was fun because there was no real competition between uh, the cousins. So we've all been able to cheer each other on and, and see each other grow up and you know, flourish into pretty awesome athletes. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Who was your favorite athlete growing up then? You know what? I really like Jerome McGinley, who was a hockey player that played uh, Calgary Flames, obviously, a couple other teams. But I really liked him, uh, obviously, being a hockey player. He was a black hockey player. And so I really liked him. Yeah. When did you know you wanted to play hockey? Um, you remember yeah, how old you were? No. <laughs> no, you don't even remember? <laughs> I always loved skating. Uh, I loved playing hockey, and I was good at hockey. And so that's just something that, at the end of the day, when I was... 16, 17, 18 years old. I was like, oh, I'm still doing this and I'm, I'm pretty good. And so I knew that I loved hockey. I knew that I wanted to play it, but I saw an opportunity to get an education out of it, um, meet people, have experiences. And so I'm so grateful for the places that hockey has been able to take me. Yeah. So that's so about 16, 17. Is that when you knew like, hey, maybe I can uh, actually take this to, to that next level? And when did you start? Is that the time you started get, uh, getting recruited? Yeah, I, I started getting recruited actually, like, not super heavily, but um, I'd be scouted by Team Ontario and Team Canada when I was probably, like, 14 years old, maybe. And so that's when I'd always been, like, one of the best players on my teams growing up. But um, I started getting recruited by Team Canada. And so I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like, that means I'm one of the top players in Canada. And then, obviously, NCAA University started coming to the table as well. And I was like, oh, hockey can take me, get me an education. And so... Um, yeah, I, I definitely say around 14 when I started getting scouted. Uh, that's when I was like, oh, okay, maybe I am actually okay at this. Do you remember what it was about Wisconsin that you decided to become a Badger? <laughs> I uh, I love the campus. Uh, I always wanted a big school with like the big football programs, the big basketball programs. And I think the big thing was like 
I wanted to be a number. Like I wanted to go to a class of 500 people and not have my name on the sheet. I just wanted to be a number. I didn't want anybody to know who I was. And so I remember that being a big thing. Like they took me to like a class that like a psychology class of intro to psychology on my recruiting visit. There are 300 people in it. I was like, I love this. This is exactly what I want. Um, but honestly, like the coaching staff here at Wisconsin really sold me. Uh, they were so patient in the recruiting process and uh, they made it pretty easy and seamless for me. And so yeah. uh, I definitely have to give credit to Jackie, Dan and Coach Johnson. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, why did you want to become, why did you want to be so anonymous? Why did you just want to blend into a, a crowd? Yeah, you know what I think growing up, uh, my dad is one of eight kids, okay, and so growing up in Ontario, like I lived in a big city, like in Hamilton, and so it has half a million people, but because there were so many of them, and they all did sports, like somebody always knew somebody in my family, and somebody always knew um, like me growing up. And so I was just like, man, I don't want that anymore. Like, I don't want somebody walking into school and being like, oh, I know your uncle, I know you, I, I know this, that, and the other. I just wanted to be like, number five forty six thirty four, and that was it <laughs> yeah 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 you know and, and then hockey is huge in madison huge at the university of wisconsin on the women's and the men's side as well and i know the u18 the under 18 championships are coming to madison uh shortly what do you think it means to have that event here in this city I think it's huge, and I've been saying this to everybody. I'm so jealous of those under 18 girls who get to play in like the best college hockey town uh, in the country, for sure. And so I think it's really big because uh, you know Wisconsin's never held a national championship, and I hope this shows you know the NCAA that Wisconsin can host a major, major you know world championship event. So hopefully we'll have a national championship or a conference championship be able to be held in Wisconsin. And uh, the fact that, you know, through USA Hockey, Madison was selected as, you know, the host is pretty special uh, mm -hmm. because this is such a great city, such a great hockey city. And we have amazing facilities here. Uh, obviously being at Cap Ice and then Lebanon Arena, like it's second to none. So I think they're, they're in for a treat. No, I, I have not been able to get to Lebanon yet since it's opened. I, 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 this is something the family and I, I want to take my daughter to a hockey game. She's been to the volleyball, basketball games. Um, so when you talk about like these world-class facilities, Lebanon, what was it like being able to play in Lebanon and just to have that here for this program? Yeah, I, I think the uh, one, the arena is pretty incredible. Just having that, you know, 2,500 seat arena, like you can pack it, it feels full. It feels like the energy in there is pretty electric. It's a lot of fun on game days. And so from a fan experience standpoint, it's awesome to watch a game there. Um, and then like as a player, like the just facilities that we have are like nowhere else in the country, nowhere else really in professional sports, you know, like in a sauna and a locker room. And so like little things like that and the hot tub, the cold tub. Wait, 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 you've got a sauna beautiful. and a hot tub in the locker room? I didn't, why did yes. I not know this? That's, yeah. that's pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah. So when they, they brought me in, they're like, this is where the sauna is. I was like, okay, so where do I sign? Um, so from a player standpoint, just the facilities and, and what we're able to receive yeah. while we're here um, is really second to none. Yeah. I think that would be a good selling point. Like, I'm not mm -hmm. sure. Do you think any other, I'm not trying to downgrade any other programs. Do you think any other programs have that? Not that I've seen. Yeah. Um, right? I, I, I know I was recruited uh, a little while ago, but um, <laughs> when I threw up my visits, I hadn't yeah. seen anything like Wisconsin. And so I hope that other programs are stepping up and kind of getting on par at, at this point in 2022. But uh, when I was going around, I hadn't seen anything like it. 
Um, all right. So I want to touch a little bit about race in, in the world of hockey because your father is black, your mother is white. So you've kind of got this unique perspective on this. In what ways do you see race play a factor in the game of hockey, whether that's on the men's or the women's side? I think just the fact that uh, hockey is really old school, it's very traditional, doesn't like a lot of change. And, you know, obviously speaking from my standpoint, being in Canada, um, but I, I do think that it applies to the United States as well, just being multicultural societies. And um, I know obviously in Canada, we claim that hockey is our national sport. And so if our national sport doesn't reflect our society, how can we really call it a national sport? And so. Um, I just think that being, you know, a white, male-dominated, straight, traditional sport uh, definitely needs to change. And I think that, you know, applies to the men's and women's game and really encouraging uh, people from underrepresented communities and uh, people who identify in different ways and, and people with different abilities be able to have access to the game and, and play the game. And so there definitely needs to be like that education um, of anti-racism, um, which is very, very important. And I think it's something that as a whole in hockey definitely needs to uh, be in the forefront. Have you experienced racism while you're on the ice? Has that ever happened? Uh, yeah, I mean, when I was younger, of course, uh, there have been things said in the locker rooms. And so I, I know that my brothers share this as well, but it's it's definitely something that is prevalent. It's, it's not always overt, sometimes it's covert, but there have definitely been instances of racism uh, that I've experienced in my career. Mm. And then all these these different ways, like I was going to ask, like, how do we fix that? But it's kind of like what you've been saying of all these different um, things that we have to fix um, or at least address, right? All these different aspects of that. Yeah, um, I say a big thing is education. Um, yeah. You know, like Google is your best friend. We have information <laughs> at our fingertips. If there's a question, you can, you can have access to information in like a second. So information is definitely important education and really having that accountability and taking ownership on yourself to educate yourself on different issues is very very important so what's next for you you came back you were the grand marshal for the crazy legs you were at the olympics earlier like what's what's next on your plate yeah well i'm actually going to go meet my best friend for bagels uh actually <laughs> this <laughs> okay. afternoon and then uh catch a movie tonight head back to uh toronto tomorrow uh, and then start training again we have a world championship in august so we're gonna have to start training in in the next few months here mm, okay what movie are you watching i think we're gonna see the lost city lost city I, I didn't heard that yeah. what is that about i hadn't heard i hadn't heard about it either but my friend is really into movies and she's like let's go see the lost city so i'll have to come back with a review do you have time to like do athletes have time to sounds like a weird question to like watch netflix and hulu like the rest of us like what are you watching like because you seem yeah. so busy my point is like yeah dedicated yeah I, uh, I never watch TV, actually. Like, the only time I watch TV is if I'm on a plane, which is actually more often, often than not. But I really don't watch a lot of TV. Um, I watched Bridgerton when the new season came out. I was watching that a little bit. But, no, I have a Netflix account, and I'm just, like, paying Netflix at this point because <laughs> I don't use it. <laughs> you can see, I think you can share that password. You might as well share it with somebody. So that exactly. They actually, uh, you get your money's worth out of there. That's that's hilarious. So you, I mean, you, you've missed all these pop culture references from all these TV shows for so many years. I know. Like the only thing that I know is like tying at the beginning of quarantine, like at least I can hop in on that conversation. But honestly, other than that, I got nothing. Did you say Tiger King? You cut out a little bit there. Yeah. Tiger yeah. King. Yeah. yeah. Everybody got Tiger into King Tiger yet. King for like a yeah. month. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, good luck the, the rest of the way. I appreciate you taking some time. Um, go, well, I don't know if you really have to train for the crazy legs too much. There is the two mile walk. You can always just do the two mile walk. if You don't want to exactly do that, but, um, See you next year at the Crazy Legs. Stop by Madison again. Go enjoy your bagel and your movie today and uh, use your thank Netflix you. account every once in a while. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you. There you go. That is Sarah Nurse, the former Badger, who is the Grand Marshal at the Crazy Legs Classic this season. I'd like to thank my sponsors on today's episode, Ian's Pizza. Still working on that next promotion. Go check out Ian's Pizza. Three locations in Madison, plus in Milwaukee, Seattle, and Denver. This podcast also brought to you by Me and Julio. We're coming down crunch time. We're going to have a listener party at Me and Julio in a couple of weeks. I'll get you all the details. It could drop it any day, basically. We'll have a special guest, live podcast. Everybody come out. We're going to raise some money for charity. It's going to be fantastic. Keep your eyes on my Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, and uh, I'll get you all the details there. Once again, you can subscribe, leave a review. That really helps, whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. I started a YouTube channel. These are all going on YouTube now. You can also watch them on Spotify as well. What am I missing? Oh, go pick up a t-shirt, johncastpodcast.com. You can go check out all the latest I have with my partnership with Scotty. Until next time, thank you for watching, for listening to the John Cast. <laughs>